Welcome to another episode of Astro Tea. That was the song of the week, Coconut Oil by Cubby. And this is a weekly conversation that we host every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. British Summer Time to take a closer look at the transits and the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So join our group here on Clubhouse and share with your friends and family so they can get in on all of the tea too. Great day, royalty. I am Empress Lazuli. You are your empire, and my content is designed around bringing a balance between the higher and lower aspects of your energy to become your best self. I am currently taking bookings for new clients, so just click the book now button on my Instagram profile, and I look forward to having a session with you. Hi, Nikki. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki and I am a technical and intuitive astrologer devoted to demystifying the higher timelines and imparting practical wisdom to assist you on your journey of self-transformation. I'm currently offering one-on-one astrological consultations as well as oracle card reading. So my Instagram and Twitter are linked in my clubhouse bio and you can find the link to book a reading with me in my link tree, which is included in both bios. And also just a reminder, to join our email list, just make sure to click the link in our Instagram bio to receive exclusive tea on the transits, the new and full moons with affirmations, journal prompts, oracle card readings, and more. And remember that the Astro Tea Journal, we're so excited to be able to uh, drop that for y'all. And the email list are both launching on September 22nd, which is the fall equinox. And so if you feel led, both Empress and I have our buy me a coffee linked in our link tree. You can send us a love donation and buy us a tea to have on Sunday mornings when we do Astro Tea. And just as a reminder for those of you who are joining us for the first time, what we're gonna do is run through the transits of the week. And then we will turn on hand raising at the end and invite people to speak. So anything that you wanna share, whether it's a question, a story, uh, some tea, a ritual ideas, we've got the new moon and Virgo coming up this week, whatever it is that you wanna share with us, you are welcome to do so. And if there's a question or comment that you want to make to Empress and I throughout the episode, please feel free to use the back channel. It's that little paper airplane in the bottom right hand of the corner of your screen. And we will make sure to get to you um, when you send us a question or comment. So if y'all want to grab some tea, get a pen and a paper, we will get into it for the energy of this week. So we'll start with Monday, September 6th. We got the new moon in Virgo, which is really exciting. And so the transit that we're talking about is the moon and the sun being conjunct in Virgo, right? That's what a new moon is when the moon and the sun are in the same sign. So as a reminder, conjunctions are an amplification of energy, right? So think about it as a team, right? Trying to accomplish the same goal and each planet is going to bring its unique strengths and skills to the table to achieve success, right? However, when we have planets that are conjunct the sun, it can also be called a combustion, right? Because the sun is already bringing so much life and energy and vitality and light that having other planets nearby takes the energy to like an extreme type of level. So, right, keep that in mind that I think conjunctions are a very powerful um, energy and transit, but it's also making sure, especially when uh, with the kind of like anxiety action driven sign like Virgo, it's very important to not take things to the extreme. And I will get to that in a second about some practical ways to to work around that energy. So 
here we have a conjunction between uh with both luminaries right the sun and the moon masculine and feminine what is seen and what is hidden right um in the feminine mutable earth sign of virgo so this new moon in virgo is all about starting new patterns and new beginnings in regards to all the things that Virgo is about, right? Personal integration, physical and psychological health, day-to-day -day work and duties, personal service. And so as some suggestions of self-care or things that you can partake on this new moon in Virgo to, to really get yourself right into stepping into the energy of new beginnings, um, some suggestions could be for sure, for sure, as we've been saying, to make your health and nutrition a priority right where i'm gonna say it again it's like week five in a row we we'll talk about preventative health solutions you know holistic preventative health that's all that virgo is about holistic healing and herbalism and using kind of like the earth's um resources to be able to heal ourselves naturally so um definitely getting ahead of cold and flu season and making sure that our immune systems are a one and everything is running smoothly in the internal of our physical bodies right because virgo rules the physical vessel that is our body that we carry with us and as we we venture throughout the zodiac wheel you know what i mean it's all about what it is that our physical vessel is doing uh the journeys that we're embarking on you know what i'm saying like it's important to keep right with mind body and spirit as as we as we move forward you know what i mean and, and and ascend and progress so making sure that our physical vessel is taken care of so but with our physical health and nutrition it's again important what i was saying earlier to not take it to an extreme right start with maybe one to three goals it's really the sweet spot or even something as simple as repeating a mantra like i am healthy um, doing what you can with what you have and and creating a routine that you can commit to um, is is really what Virgo is about and so other suggestions you can light some candles I know all our earth signs we love our candles okay um, or you could use an aromatherapy diffuser um, jasmine and lavender if you have those essential oils would be great to use in your diffuser on the new moon in Virgo this is a great time. I remember Empress, you talked about this last week when we had a, a cancer and Virgo transit about cleaning your home. So again, for anyone who may have missed it, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes time gets away from us. This would be a great time to clean your home and kind of like how Empress said, like, you know, scrubbing behind the oven, you know, getting your baseboards, really like doing a deep clean of about parts of your house that you may have neglected to step into the energy of Virgo season, just feeling like organized, you know? Um, reading a book on a topic that interests you. Remember, Virgo is ruled by Mercury, so taking in information, analyzing, processing information, um, having some local honey. Bees uh, correspond to Virgo energy as well, and local honey is a great way to also strengthen your immune system from any type of like local allergens and whatnot. So having some local honey in your tea on Monday would be great. Spending quality time with your pets. Virgo rules small animals, so give your little pet some extra love. Love, uh, maybe get them pampered and cleaned up as well. Give them a bath, um, cook them a nice little meal or something, you know, give them a treat. And lastly, 
uh, meal prepping for the week. Um, it's a moon day, so it's a great day for like a food ritual on this new moon. So that's a really great way of how I was saying, just something practical to put that energy towards your health and nutrition. Like it doesn't have to be a super ambitious goal. You could just commit to meal prepping for that week and organizing your time and creating a routine and, and order and structure in your week starting off on moon day. So that's what I have for this conjunction with the moon and the sun but Empress, I'm really um, excited to hear what you have to share with us about your take on Monday's energy. Yes, so on Monday, the moon in Virgo is going to be conjunct the sun in Virgo, as Nikki mentioned. So in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the energy of the hermit uh, or the knight of pentacles conjunct the eight of pentacles. So the high priestess is uncovering information with the helmet in collaboration with the helmet energy that will give potential to a new beginning and making movements towards a new job or perhaps a new way to make money. Uh, having better analysis of your health and nutrition, as Nikki mentioned, it gave you guys some really great tips, as well as areas that you that could use a bit more organization, right? So how can you utilize what is being uncovered during this new moon in Virgo to be of better service to your community? And how can you be of better service to yourself in order to reach a state of self-mastery, because number nine has to do with mastery, um, that will allow you to increase your confidence in potentially bringing some type of product or service to the market to be able to make money, right? Because Vogel also rules the process of transactions, okay? So plan your week out. Uh, today is a really wonderful day. It's Sunday, right? Today uh, is ruled by the sun's energy. So take this time to really put your time and energy into planning your week. Have a workout schedule if you want to kind of work out a few times this week. What days are the best for you to work out? Create a rough workout schedule for yourself. Create some type of shopping list. If you haven't gone out and you don't have food in the house today and you want to eat healthier, right? If that's a new beginning that you want to have with this new moon, make sure that you're prepared, right? Have that preparation. So go and do some shopping, but first have a list. Maybe uh, just as Nikki said, meal prepping, okay? Clean your house, maybe do that deep clean, right? As we mentioned last week, um, reading a book, studying, engaging in that analysis of those things that you want to engage in to create master mastery so that you can bring that product or service to the community to be of service so this is where that saying comes in mind practice makes perfect right um so spend time maybe practicing a gift that you have to get closer to that level of mastery and also your throat chakra is being emphasized today so include any affirmations today uh on monday while the new moon is happening in virgo to really help uh with this energy working with your crystals is also a great way as nikki mentioned if you can't go outside and ground and get in tune with nature definitely getting in tune with candles we did have a note from jay ma that says hey the collective has created some powerful charged candles so anyone that needs a powerful healing tool send them to at collective consciousness 
business IG and the link is in the bio if you guys are looking to get your hands on some really great candles um, but be of service to someone other than yourself today as well since Virgo is all about being of service what can you do today to embrace this energy to provide the service to someone else to help right be mindful of what you are eating because your digestive system is ruled by Virgo so today just be a bit more mindful of what you're consuming make more conscious decisions and choices throughout the day to eat better and feed your body things that it will thank you for in the long run right uh, so that's what I'm seeing for the energy of Monday during the new moon in Virgo uh, let's go ahead and get into Tuesday Nikki yeah so Tuesday we have the moon in virgo will be trying pluto in capricorn which is retrograde right now and so the re the relationship between virgo and capricorn is all about determination and harvest we first brought this up when mercury was trining pluto right um and we were talking a lot about making sure that our actions were in line with what it is that we want to cultivate or um so right um in capricorn in capricorn season but also when pluto goes direct in october right thinking about okay what is it that we want to cultivate and how are we in alignment or need to like get into further more clear alignment with what it is that we want to harvest at some point right what are we what seeds did we plant what are we harvesting and then what abundance are we going to enjoy um when pluto goes direct as well as throughout capricorn season so that was about mercury right getting the ideas into action form and really taking steps towards this alignment but now with the moon trining pluto and capricorn this is really about making sure that the internal matches the external and it's really our internal programming and hardwiring right like our are like the things that we can't really see that are below the surface that are the the programming that is making things actually happen and manifest and it's like um this is you know difficult for some of us earth signs as well but we're very intuitive in our practical foresight right a lot of it is just if it's if we're able to believe it and we're able to see it then we're able to do it you know so it's this is making sure like all bases are covered that it's not just our our actions but at the fundamental it's our deep beliefs and our subconscious feelings about things that we feel like, you know, I can make this happen or like, you know, October 6th when Pluto goes direct is not very far away, y'all. It's about a month away at this point, but it's like, you know, I can make this happen. What am I going to be able to manifest and, and make uh, into a practical reality between here and October 6th? So it's really making sure that everything is in alignment about these goals that we want to um, get ahead of, because again, this Pluto going direct and eventually shifting into Aquarius is a big deal y'all you know like um this has been in Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 so this is kind of like a big shift that's happening Pluto moves very very slowly so it's like getting ahead of of all of the the transformations that are going to happen at a collective level that's going to seep into us our individual journeys you know i think capricorn is really about operating within the frameworks and then aquarius is just like being able to imagine something new as a practical transition from what is to you know pisces of like what it should be being able to create whatever reality that we want aquarius is like that practical bridge that is is giving us rea realistic solutions from one energy to the other from cardinal earth to to mutable water right so um 
being able to to master the energy of transforming within Capricorn energy will only help us even more when Pluto shifts into Aquarius. So it's like, what are we trying to manifest in the long term? Pluto, Capricorn, uh, Aquarius, Saturn energy is all about the long term delayed gratification game. And Virgo really appreciates that type of diligence. I remember we talked about when Mercury was trying Pluto, it's like not cutting corners, you know, like really putting in the due diligence and not trying to just skip steps to get somewhere quick quickly, right? And I'll talk about that a little bit more with some other transits later in the week. But this is really about making sure that that we get clarity on gaining consciousness about what it is that we want to be able to put forth. And just like the moon energy, right? Because we're talking about the moon, that's Cancerian energy, that's feeling it, right? Being able to feel what it's like to be in that energy and frequency is what this moon and Virgo trining Pluto and Capricorn is right now. Like feeling like this is possible, feeling like we're able to do this. Because there's been times where I, you know, I'm in misalignment with that. Like my actions will be there and the conversation that I'm having but it's like do you really feel like you're in that energy because if you're not like believing it yourself like that's that's the foundation of it all so it's a reminder to all of us including you know myself it's like you really have to not only walk the talk but from a very deep profound subconscious place in our mind like believe that this is worth the the work that we're going to have to put in like why are we working towards this and i think for for earth signs especially being in 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 an earth sign energy right now with the sun in virgo it's about being able to have something to work towards because earth signs can we can just power through and put our head down and just put in work but that cynicism that sometimes comes with being an earth sign you can really feel more inspired um, if you know what you're working towards, like you know your why, you know? So this is about getting clarity on that. So that's what I have for Tuesday. Um, Empress, what's your what's your take on this trine between the moon and Pluto? Yes, and I completely agree with you. Later on this week, especially with the moon and Sagittarius, some of these same trends will come up again and we'll revisit it a bit at from a different angle um for the end of this week to close out the transit so i was definitely seeing that as well but for this um transit happening on tuesday with the moon and Virgo trining puto retrograde and capricorn in the tarot this is the high priestess in the helmet energy and knight of pentacles trining judgment retrograde in the devil energy and the queen of pentacles so what i'm seeing is that this transit is about finding enjoyment from the work that you do instead of feeling like it's a chore so what is your energy like as you're moving towards the goals that you have the things that you want to accomplish in your life uh, and are you in a state of gratitude for the harvest that is to come from your hard work or are you experiencing a feeling of impatience and exalting that energy of impatience to the universe because you want it to happen quicker than it actually is happening in real time so it's really about deciding that you will enjoy the process and uh the song that came to mind when i was you know contemplating about this energy was whistle while you work you know like what is your energy like while you're walking you know really contemplate that and and feel that out for yourself okay that's gonna make a really big difference
But instead of moaning and expressing that you're exhausted about all the details, Capricorn, that you didn't know about before you decided to start your own business or before you started to change jobs, or even if you perhaps decided to start learning about things like crypto and the stock market, right? There is an energy exchange with the universe that has to take place. And that's according to universal law. And that has to happen before you can actually experience the harvest, right? So make it fun for yourself, right? Be like Dorothy on the way to Oz. Skip and sing, right? Have a good energy about you while you're doing the work, okay? Um, do something that will help you to maintain a mindfulness of your energy along the way. And you never know, like the payoff could come a lot quicker than it would have with you being a sour sport, right? So um, there's a quick lyric from a song that I also thought about. And it's, if you want something you never, oh no, not this one, but if you want something you never had, you need to become someone that you've never been. And I'll say that one more time. If you want, yeah, like the, sorry, the quote comes later this week, but if you want something you never had, you need to become someone that you've never been, right? And that always is going to take an adjustment period and some type of transformation that we're definitely going to get into um, more a bit later on this week. But that's the energy I'm seeing for this transit uh, for Tuesday. So let's get into Wednesday, Nikki. We have Mercury and Libra is going to be opposing Chiron and Aries, which is retrograde right now. And like we were saying last week, y'all, like all of our outer planets right now are retrograde. Okay, so this is very significant energy that we are living in right now. All of the things. So we talk about personal planets, right, are more so like the inner planets. Um, and then we have the outer planets kind of signify how it, it, it's a shift, right? As we go from Jupiter to Saturn, to Uranus, to Neptune, to Pluto, um, and having Chiron in there and, and, and Lilith energy as well, um, all the asteroid belt that's in between Mars and Jupiter, it's shifting from like, how is the individual impacted by the collective um, and to shifting as we move to the super, super outer planets, it's like, what are the collective themes that are happening? And it's like, how does that permeate into a very, very um, personal space as we get into the sun, right? It's a it's a whole kind of gradient. And for any of y'all who are um, psychology majors like myself, um, they hammered into our brains, Broff and Brenner's biopsychosocial model and one of uh, an astrologer that I really admire was able to map um, almost like the inner and outer planets to match the biopsychosocial model. My, my brain was just blown away. So it's just really about um, we're, when we're thinking about that biopsychosocial, it's the outside circles, the historical, the collective, right? What are the things that are going on in, in the media, in, in legal cases and in, in collective discourse? So again, we're thinking about how these collective shifts these retrogrades and these outer planets what does that have to do with the collective and the times that we're living in and so the only way to be able to ground ourselves is with this chiron and aries energy that is retrograde right now it's it's bringing up our our wounds that are stemming from childhood the very very personal intimate wounds that we um, felt as a child in order to be able to transmute that energy because remember i think a lot of people only refer to 
Chiron as like wounds and trauma. And I think it's, it's, we have to remember that it's also about self mastery, especially in a sign like Aries, where it's just like the self, you know, how you assert yourself um, in a different way, the physical body, like Virgo very much rules the vessel itself, but like where our physical body is placed in our immediate environments, that's Aries energy, that's first house energy. So um, that's, that's really the way that we're going to be able to survive all these retrogrades, especially with the outer planets and the collective. We are being swayed every single way. And it's like the only way you can remain in place is if you have firm roots, right? A firm foundation, a little flimsy tree is going to get knocked over by the winds. But what I love about um, if y'all have ever studied like redwoods in California, they are so interconnected. They have this huge network of roots. Like if you're able to like almost zoom out the entire forest where the redwoods are and it's funny that redwood right we're talking about aries is red um it's they're all connected so they can't really fall over because all the trees are interconnected so if you think about when you have a society that is built on individuals very, with a very very strong sense of self it's immovable it's an immovable structure so how can we find people that are on the frequency that we're operating at and get this almost like firm um system of roots right that's what libra is about we're having so again the transit is mercury and libra right opposing chiron and aries how are we able to enact and create these communities of like-minded people to almost secure and plant our roots so that we're all as a collective that is still each individual is preserving their individual gifts and strengths that they're contributing. We're all grounded, right? And firm and immovable. So this is really about balancing um, our wounds versus like, versus who, are, who we are sometimes. And we'll get into that with, um, we have the moon and Venus conjunct in, in Libra later on in the week. So I'll really talk about that more at that point. But this is really about codependency and hyper independence. Like I think there there's merit in cooperation and that sometimes invo involves, you know, compromise, it involves sacrifice, but Aries, Chiron and Aries is asking us to get clarity on like, what are those things that we're not able to compromise on? You're not, are not willing to compromise on for our own self-integrity, for our own self-assurance. There's that, that core list of values that are fixed, that are immovable, right? That, that Aries is the one starting the trend. Aries is the one saying, nah, like I'm good. I'll go be here by myself. Y'all can be on that frequency. That's not what I'm on. So it's like getting clarity on where are we probably in ego or in pride and not willing to seek cooperation, but then also where are we fixed? You know what I mean? Um, where are we not movable in terms of what we are willing and not willing to do? So it's on us to transmute these personal pains and wounds into healing energy for other people. And with Mercury and Libra, um, as someone who has my Mercury square, my, uh, all of my Libra placements, it can sometimes be difficult for us to stand up for ourselves when, when that difficulty is rooted in being othered, being shamed, being called out, being felt like, like you're an outsider, you know, that that's what Chiron and Aries is all about. But 
when we take the leap to stand up for ourselves, we never know, like we may be introducing other people to that frequency of having healthy boundaries. And I think a lot of the times when people don't respond well to our boundaries, it's either because they've benefited from our lack of boundaries or they're like intimidated by this frequency of like, damn, like you can just stand up for yourself like that. Like what the hell? Like I've just been told to be codependent and quiet my whole life. And now this person got boundaries, what? But people who are humble and willing to to take in your energy and observe it and operate at that frequency you might inspire them you know i've 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 seen that as well with people who would just have a very firm sense of self said no this isn't gonna work for me no i'm sorry like or not even i'm sorry they don't even say i'm sorry right i get very inspired by that i'm like wow i want to be able to be at a place where i'm establishing boundaries like that so with this opposition, it might bring up that frequency for people who are not in alignment with you. They might feel intimidated or feel like you're outcasting them just for having boundaries, but understand that it's worth it Like to, to not want to keep the peace, to not want, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. Sometimes it's, it's worth doing that because you don't ever know who you'll inspire to actually raise their vibration and their frequency to match the energy of healthy boundaries in relationships. So that's what I have for Wednesday, um, Empress Take it away. I really want to hear what you have um, to say about this opposition. Yeah, so in the tarot, for this transit happening Wednesday with Mercury and Libra opposing Chiron retrograde in Aries, this is the magician in the energy of justice and the Queen of Swords opposing Chiron retrograde in the Emperor energy or the Queen of Wands. And I really love, Nikki, how you mentioned the Redwoods. I didn't even know that they were, you know, I didn't know any of that information. So thank you so much for sharing. And it makes so much sense. One thing that I can say is that it takes accountability for us all to be able to have that connectedness to one another within the community and I love how you kind of tied that into the transit because that's exactly like more or less the energy that it's kind of exuding so whether we like how the truth sounds or not it still needs to be spoken in order to properly process and transmute hurt and pain and turn that into healing and love right which is what chiron is about so there could be truth spoken today by you as nikki mentioned where someone's like oh all of a sudden you have boundaries all of a sudden you know how to you found a voice all of a sudden you know how to speak up for yourself right because you've transmuted that energy from a place of pain to a place of power and love right so there could be truth spoken by you or others in the community that potentially triggers the ego and what happens when the ego is triggered is that it exposes the type of relationship that your spirit has with your ego Okay, so having awareness of the balance of your spirit and your ego allows you to hear truth when it's spoken. And even if it brings up those behaviors that you're not necessarily keen on or those emotions that you may not that may not be your favorite, ownership can still take place from a healed space, right? or acknowledgement of the healing that's still that's still currently taking place right so when your ego and spirit are not aware of the cohesive relationship that they should have your ego takes charge to protect you in a way that really leaves room for things like lies right deceit and argumentative responses so on a day like today you may speak the truth and someone may be bothered their ego may be bothered by what you've had to say 
uh, a lot of those examples that you mentioned, Nikki, reminded me of, you know, kind of that ego and spirit um, balance and imbalance that the justice card and the scales can bring, right? So when we're thinking of, you know, this opposition, know that there is room for communication that can restore more of that sense of balance internally with yourself, okay? But also the relationship that you have in partnerships. And this is where the Aries and Libra energies are opposing here. Being able to have confidence in yourself and balancing your ego and your spirit. So when people say things that that trigger you or trigger or, or have the potential to trigger you, you take a moment, right? Take a breath, pause. Be willing to take accountability for your actions and actually show emotional maturity. Because as I mentioned, the Queen of Swords and the Queen of Wands are at play here due to the cardinal energy of Libra and Aries. So how can you show up in a more mature way to speak of the healing that you are undergoing from possible situations that hurt you in the past with Chiron, right? Think about that, reflect on that. And if any situations come up, take a moment to breathe, right? As the hood healer would say, right? I said it many times, as long as you have breath, you have options. So make sure that you're breathing, you kind of take, you survey how you're feeling and you respond in the most mature way emotionally that you can, given the growth that you may have undergone to this point, right? Even if you're not 100% there, we never will be because the healing never ends, right? So take that into account. I think this is a really great transit for us to kind of come at midweek. Uh, Cause as I said, we're gonna have more decisions to make by the end, but Nikki, let's get into Venus entering Scorpio. We will get to that in just one moment, but we have on Thursday, we have the moon and Libra conjunct Venus and Libra. And so I'm really, really excited for this energy as well. It's like Venus is making its last, like, you know, bold, empowering statement and a reminder. It's like, I'm here, I'm not leaving just yet. Um, as we shift into Venus and Scorpio, we can conjunct the moon. So I think this is very beautiful. And for me, this was a, this kind of is giving me a divine union of masculine and feminine energy because we have the moon, right? And Venus in a Venus ruled masculine sign. So it it's making us have to balance our, our ability to assert things into this world and also to receive things um, with openness and, and true, um, being in a true position of, of submission and, and receiving receiving ship from what the universe has to offer us. And so as we reflect on the seventh house, right, the traditional um, placement of like Libra energy in the zodiac wheel, I want us to think about how it can be very difficult to convince other people that our ideas are worthy if we truly don't believe in them ourselves. So that's what I was talking about a little bit with that Virgo trine Pluto, right? Thinking about, um, are you really believing it, right? On a subconscious frequency? Are you like program, almost like programming yourself, hardwiring yourself to really like have this like uh, immovable, um, 
belief in yourself and that's what i meant too with chiron and aries like even though it's a cardinal energy just being fixed like aries energy can sometimes be very stubborn but i think it's important to learn from aries to that they're gonna make people uncomfortable because they are not gonna sacrifice themselves you know their self themselves is not gonna be the expense you know if anything the friendship if anything the the energy of comfortability in the room that can go by the wayside but not themselves you know and i think that sometimes that stubbornness is is what it means to have an uncompromisable belief in yourself so this is really about again the opposite of that aries energy that you can still have um you can still have belief in self as you compromise and work with other people, right? But there's certain things that you can't allow to go by the wayside. So this amplification of energy, this conjunction between our subconscious emotions and our ability to partners with others to cultivate abundance, right? That's what Venus energy is about, is really about navigating cooperation compromise and competition okay that's what the seventh house is about and keep in mind that different people have different ways of working towards the same goal and i feel like right now we've seen social media progress throughout the past few years it's like we're creating echo chambers of only people who share the exact same points of view the exact same frame of mind that we get so uncomfortable when someone has a different approach and we don't realize that just because they're bringing up a different point or they're coming from a completely different set of life experiences that they're still on the same team they're just bringing different strengths and possibly weaknesses but how are we calling out the seventh house is, is everything that we're not and, and and again everything that we are that we think we're not right at the same time it's directly opposing the first house so it's like the things that kind of irritate us about other people are the things that we still haven't been able to reconcile within ourselves so it's like are we fighting with people who are actually on our on our side but they might need some guidance they might have guidance to give you but why are you kind of in an energy of competition right um so that doesn't mean that any of us is, is right or wrong right because those are very like extreme things that that's not really how life works it's just like people have what they have people have experienced what they experience and that's what informs our frame of reference and our beliefs and our mindset so it's like it's it's a time to be able to work on our communication and collaboration when we think that oh you know this person thinks this so i can't i can't have this person on my team right are you giving up the ability to compromise and collaborate and communicate libra energy is asking us to work through disagreements to find a common ground of mutual contribution and satisfaction libra and taurus venus rule signs they just want to feel appreciated for what it is that they contribute you. They want to feel like there's an equitable injustice around everybody feeling like they have a role, everybody feeling like there's something to contribute. And it's going to be different, you know, but it's thinking about as we're even talking about the square to Pluto and Capricorn, Capricorn is like the boss energy. Are you going to shame one of your employees for having different abilities, different skill sets? It's like, no, how do you organize people so that they all can shine in their own right? And you're putting them in positions where they can amplify their strengths, right? That's what Libra energy is about. How can we have justice and say, you know what? 
even if you're even if you don't have to be friends but it's like listen this is clearly not your strong suit but this is your strong suit so i want to empower you to be in the energy of where you feel like your strengths are contributing to either this partnership or to the collective everybody has a role to play and it's about putting ourselves and, and empowering others to be in positions where they can really show that right how can we turn dilemma into harmony so that we can prioritize partnership over warfare because again the warfare is going on y'all with the all these outer planets being retrograde there's a lot of psychological and and financial just just warfare around us going on and it's like how can we be stronger as a collective like that's the whole point they want us to fight ourselves so that we're distracted from seeing how the the wool is being pulled over all of our eyes you know what i mean so are we going to it's important for us to choose our battles remember that's opposite aries energy aries is like i'm ready to fight i'm ready to square up just tell me when where why how i'm there right but libra is about how can we mitigate conflict like where are where are we placing our battle energy and it's like am i fighting you when we should actually be working on the same team to fight the collective powers that are actually against both of us like realizing we're in the same damn boat and we're arguing about who's gonna paddle the boat when we're like being led astray into the middle of the ocean you know what i'm saying partner with the people that are on your team and put each other in positions to win and you'll see how far you can go so that's what i have for thursday's energy um so empress it's all you with this um what we have here with this conjunction between the moon and venus yes i absolutely love a few of the things that you said that I'm going to touch on. So for Thursday, with the moon in Libra conjuncting Venus in Libra in the tarot, this is the two of swords conjunct the empress in justice and the queen of swords. And I just find it really crazy how I missed my own solar return transit because I was so excited about Venus. But anyways, so <laughs> we I really love what you said about warfare. And I, what came to mind was like warfare in our mind, right? And the fact that we're going through spiritual warfare right now, which to me speaks of the energy we spoke about earlier having to do with your ego and your spirit and bringing justice to that because Libra has everything to do with partnerships and relationships socially right but it opposes Aries you have to get your mind and your energy in order so that you can step out and come correct with those partnerships and relationships as Nikki touched on as well so what information and thoughts have you been sitting on right because the two of swords energy is indecisiveness within your mental state okay so have you been consulting your intuition about possibly making a decision to speak up and bring about a better form of communication with your family and friends have you still been deciding whether or not you want to share that new creative project with the world today's transit is really supporting you in talking about it to bring a balance to those scales of justice right so know now you are good enough you know enough right now to start stop overthinking and get into this libra sword masculine energy and take action right? This may be something you've just started 
or that you've been working on without others really knowing about it. So the information you want to learn now can only be experienced after you put yourself out there and express confidence to the universe and yourself. And when you're engaging with these friendships and partnerships that Nikki mentioned, knowing what your strong points are, you'll only know that once you've get, gotten out of your own way mentally, right? The Empress knows that wherever she goes, abundance is there also. So I want to encourage you in clothing, in closing, to adopt that mindset about yourself and get to sharing information, get to sharing. Those thoughts are going to stay in your head unless you decide to take action on them. And with us having the new moon in Virgo to start the week, there's definitely more than enough energy with the sun in Virgo as well, kind of on the back stage of this transit to help you to make a list and get organized maybe journaling would be a great option for you as well so that you can decide how you need to deliver how you need to take action come up with a plan so that you can interact socially with others and have that sense of confidence with what you're bringing to the table all right so that's what i'm seeing for this transit happening on thursday um now let's get into venus and scorpio <laughs> Yes, and I love that it's on a Venus day as well. Like I just love when the universe hands us like beautiful poetry yes. like that that we have a ingress uh, a Venus ingression transit on a Venus day. And so for any of y'all who have a natal Venus and Scorpio, your Venus return is a really really great time to get clarity on um money matters, financial things, like really upping taking things up a notch as it comes to manifesting abundance and putting yourself a positions to attract more money um, thinking about in what ways are you settling or compromising with finances or with relationships or um you know oh i haven't treated myself to to things of beauty and of luxury recently like your venus return is the time to really do those things and pay attention to all the things that um venus brings beauty appreciation for things art love um finances you know all of those things it's a time of, of hyper focus so for any of y'all who have venus and scorpio this is your time y'all as especially as we're going to ingress into um Scorpio season and you know before we know it right so with Venus in Scorpio we're talking about like the traditional eighth house of the zodiac this is a time to examine motivations that we have about our relationships and finances that lie deep within our psyche right um, Scorpio is everything that is um, the occult, right? Things that are taboo, possibly. Like, this is not a time where people are going to be focusing on, like, superficial relationships, right? This is a time where people may be more inclined to start showing more parts of themselves that they might not think that people can accept, right? And really, that's because that's the only way that you're going to be able to really assess, like, why are these people in my life you know is this person here for like the superficial aspects or like the 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 things that are kind of scary for scorpio placements because remember it's it's opposite taurus so a lot of the times we put our our need for control um in front of our our desire for deep partnership and intimacy because once you start sharing the parts of yourself that are hidden to you or that you don't like or that you feel like people won't accept you are putting control over 
the truth you know what i mean that there's there's people for all of us there's people that are going to resonate at our frequency but that's not going to happen by us like hiding every part of ourselves even if you know even the ones that are dark or even the parts that are taboo um you know having controversial opinions controversial belief systems it's like you feel um because i've i've felt that way sometimes feeling like you're going to almost be found out feeling like you're hiding something when you're in a room full of people and you're not able to really speak your mind even if it is those controversial um opinions or beliefs that you have that you um hold on to like are people really your friend if they don't know you you know what i mean they they know the image that you're projecting but you're never gonna feel a true spirit of acceptance and belonging if you're choosing to hide the parts of yourself that are more um complex yes jmar just said imposter syndrome exactly imposter syndrome comes from almost like playing a role you know what i mean like you're not really being yourself you're playing a role and then that's when you feel like i'm not worthy of this people are going to find me out i'm not capable i'm not confident because it's like what are we holding what are the things that we really want to like be putting out there that we're hiding out of fear of not being accepted by other people so during Venus and Scorpio, we're going to be focusing our attention on the exchange of profound feelings with other people, assessing how others offer their support. Because remember, Empress and I have been talking a lot about with like Libra energy. It's like, are you getting what you put in? Right. But that's the collaborative aspect, right? That's the cooperative as aspect. Venus and Scorpio is now being able to be like, hold up. <laughs> let me let me do the taxes real quick let me do the accounting real quick let me carry the one and make sure that everything is balanced on both sides about energetic reciprocity right that's what the eighth house energy really is about we're thinking about the the respect that we command and demand from other people right and how much value our relationships truly offer us right in terms of love in terms of sex in terms of money we can have whatever it is that we want but 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 for the right price right and this may be a spiritual or energetic price that's not even monetary that you have to be like hold up is this worth what i'm getting you know what i'm saying what is the cost of getting what it is that i desire or is there another way is there another person is there another opportunity because this is not worth the price of what it is that i'm that i'm willing to give either energetically or spiritually or, or financially you know eighth house is other people's money what other people can do for you it's an exchange of goods and services but it's like you know nah this price is outrageous i'm not paying this for this quality that's what that uh taurus and scorpio axis is all about so think about it in an energetic sense venus and scorpio is about investigating what we spend our energy on and whether we feel it's an equal exchange it's not so much about whether it is or isn't that's taurus as well but this is about how we feel like the intuitive um water part of this access about whether we feel like we're getting an equal exchange of energy and how now we have to manage the discomfort of not feeling in control when diving to the profound mat matters of energetic currency you know, exposing yourself to other people, we may not have control over however they're going to perceive it. 
you know and because it's opposite that taurus it's our our self-worth right we're gonna be like damn they 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 said they wasn't rocking with this or they can no longer be in my life like maybe i shouldn't show this part of myself to other people but that's what it is to really surrender that control that's what that taurus and scorpio access is all about we want to get to the core of everything with venus and scorpio and indulge in the mystery of what we don't know like with venus and scorpio we're just gonna keep having more questions we might not get answers but it's like once you do more investigating you're like damn now i have more questions damn now i have more questions and we're going to indulge in the mystery because the eighth house is occult things that aren't easily seen by everybody and it's like indulging in like the witchiness of that right so um superficiality will not fly right now in venus and scorpio anything that's superficial and you look beneath the surface you're like dang yikes that's what's beneath the surface like you're not going to be wanting to put your attention to that so some key words for venus and scorpio that will be on people's mind that will be on in people's like energetic frequency is reciprocation right interchange retaliation like dang like you gave me this for this type of energy now what am i going to do to get my energy back right retaliation um compensation swapping you know bartering right okay i can give you this type of energy for this type of energy in exchange i feel like that's a fair exchange of energy um and giving sometimes we have to give from the from the willingness of our heart knowing that we can't remember ex uh control or expect anything in return so why are we giving are we only giving to get something back or sometimes can we give from a place of selflessness so that's what i have for friday with venus entering in scorpio i'm very very excited and like i said it's just so ironic that it's like the eighth house energy and it really snuck up on me like dang it's already in scorpio but I think this is going to be very beautiful energy because Libra can sometimes, you know, in a stereotypical sense, because I don't think all Libras are like that, but Libra energy can be a little bit superficial, being just on the aesthetic of things and how they appear. And now Venus and Scorpio is going to really ask us to dive deeper beneath the surface and see things for what they are. And we might not always like what we see, but I think that as we ingress into Sagittarius season, it's always about the truth. The truth is what's really, really important. And at the heart of things so i'm very very excited for this ingression of venus transit um empress what do you have for friday's transit yes and this week's song was inspired mainly by this transit so if you missed the song at the beginning of asher t definitely tune in play the song of the week and we will also be playing it after the lives on clubhouse so you'll listen in after we finish with the transits in the tarot venus entering scorpio is the seven of cups energy so with options comes indecisiveness right and the only way to narrow your options is to see which options will make sense to take action on and which choices look good but may have empty promises attached to them right so while venus is in scorpio what options tug on those emotional strings right that you're honestly willing to work on developing into something tangible right um they may look good on the outside but what does that personality do right what does their personality actually do they may make a lot of money but will you be happy and fulfilled emotionally or will the lights just stay on while you sit at home drinking wine alone and it's 11 p.m because someone has a 
quote unquote walk meeting, right? So notice what fantasies and illusions come up for you during this transit. And while the sun is also in Virgo, stay grounded in practicality and don't lose yourself uh, to the point where you wake up saying, it was all a dream, right? Like, <laughs> I used to <laughs> I'm not going to sing the whole song, even though I want to. But when something looks too good to be true, ask for receipts of purchase, right? Because it could have been stolen. And be mindful of drunken decisions, I think, as well with the cups energy. Be mindful of, you know, getting like drinking too much um, and making decisions that felt good at the time. It looked like a good idea at the time, only to find out that you have a baby on the way and you're now part of the baby father or baby mother crew, right? So this is a good time if you feel led <laughs> to connect more with the spirit world through readings, right? Having a reading done by Nikki or myself, engaging in research and investigation. Feel free to book a session with Nikki or myself for additional guidance uh, if that's what you're feeling. But that's what I'm seeing for this transit. Let's go on to Saturday, Nikki. When you said baby mother crew, and I said, oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. have mercy. <laughs> like, cause it's, that's that's very true. I, I love that that um, comment that you made because uh, Scorpio rules the reproductive organs as well. So it's like, don't think with your other brain, y'all. Think with the brain in your head. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow your reproductive organs to make decisions for you because I think this is a very beautiful time if you're really able to embody the deeper aspects of, of sexual healing and, and um, intimacy that Scorpio has to offer, then it's a very beautiful time to get um, intimate with if romantic partners that you have, you know what I mean? Taking things to that next level. But again, it's a, it's a very sexually heightened time. You know, Scorpio also rules STIs. It rules uh, pregnancy. It rules, you know what I'm saying? Things that um, come with, like you said, irresponsible, reckless, perhaps drunken uh, decisions. So being very mindful of that, Empress, that was a very, very great point that I was like, oh, Very Lord. play Drunken Love by right. Beyonce featuring Daisy. Okay. <laughs> so you know just being mindful of that of, of still keeping um your your logic and your in your brain and the one in the one in your head intact okay so as we move on to saturday September 11th, we have the moon in Scorpio is going to be sextile Mar Mars and Virgo. So the relationship between Scorpio and Virgo is all about scrutiny and cycles. Okay. So the beautiful thing about the Zodiac is that there's a time and a season for everything, right? Everything that we want to accomplish, there's a time and a season and, and we can get more narrow by looking at the certain aspects and trends is kind of how Empress and I go through the specificities, you know, but in general, there's, you know, Aries season, Taurus season, Gemini season, Cancer season, and then the, the specific aspects and transits that are going on during those seasons help us give give even more clarity about, okay, what in particular should we be focusing on or how is this something that we should do alone? Is this something that we should do with other people? How do we approach this? But in general, there's a time and a season for everything. So with this moon and Scorpio sextile Mars and Virgo, it's, it's a time to ask ourselves, like, are we working in alignment with the times? You know, are we forcing things when it's time to focus our attention on something else? 
you know um because when we have the moon in scorpio and then it's a sextile to to mars and virgo right virgo energy can be very critical um of others but it's really a projection of the critical nature that we have towards ourselves and then that mars energy is going to actually influence us to act based on that kind of inner criticism that we then project outwards and moon and scorpio will go there to the emotional depths of like it's funny that you were saying like sitting in your room alone with wine because it's like I'm, I'm picturing that too like you're sitting there like with, with your with your wine or your little like you drink after a long day and you're like damn like what am I doing with my life? Like I could have been doing this. I should be doing this. Like if only I had, you know, not take a, not like um, let that opportunity go 10 years ago, then maybe who knows that, you know, nowadays I would be here. Like Moon and Scorpio will really get, like take you there emotionally to like the dark abyss of your emotions and thinking about could have, should have, would have, and kind of like beating up on yourself about like, I'm not where I wanna be. And this is the series of decisions that I made that have now like made me not where I wanna be in life. And it's like, I think Virgo, how we were talking earlier, it's, it's important to have a healthy inner critic you know what i mean it's it's grounding energy um it allows us to not have our ego like super inflated but it's like we've been talking a lot about teams lately and it's like are you are you on the same team with yourself you know what i mean like earth sign energy we can be very hard on ourselves almost to the point where it feels like we're not like on the same team as ourselves so it's like being mindful of not getting into um the depths of the abyss of the moon and scorpio and saying like dang like i should be doing all these things i could be doing all these things i have so many regrets um because that energy will take you there. So it's really about um, embracing the mutable change of the seasons and having accountability. That's where I think the Virgo energy could be useful. Instead of criticism, think about it as accountability, like, um, you know, Libra season, you know, you're trying to just get out the mud by yourself when it's like, hello, like Libra season is about how can you collaborate or lean on or have support from other people right or using capricorn energy to to just be in the house doing nothing when that's really where you can get your bag up you know what i mean and and assert things that you want for your career but instead of going to those networking events that your job has for you you're like nah i'm just gonna sit at home and do nothing it's like take accountability that like you're not in alignment with the seasons and that can be contributing to the the criticism that you have towards yourself about not really being where you are uh, like where you want to be um but not beating yourself up about it is like what's super important to to emphasize especially since this is happening on a saturday right ruled by saturn you can feel a lot of rigidity um and and self-limitation where it's just more about just accountability like moving forward and like okay boom virgo season okay this is about organizing this is about getting a plan this is about getting a routine because like you're sitting there crying with your glass of wine but not realizing that you're not operating in the energy of the season okay so it's, it's really about getting clarity and this is why it's really um i'm grateful that we get to do astro tea and almost like look at the weeks ahead because it's about foresight okay we're moving into to Libra season. So start to get clarity on where is Libra in your chart? What should you be focusing on? What is Libra energy about? Look into the seventh house. This is the energy that we're going to be stepping into. So don't feel behind, like start this new incoming season with the foresight of the clarity about, okay, this is a time and season for this. So this is the things that I need to do and work on in this specific season. So 
that's what I have for Saturday's energy. Um, Empress, what does this look like in the tarot? Yes, so in the tarot for Saturday with the moon in Scorpio sextiling Mars in Virgo, this is the high priestess in the death energy and the king of cups sextiling the tower in the hermit um, and the knight of pentacles. So asking yourself, are there any habits keeping me from my transformation, right? Um, as Nikki said, it's like you're thinking, you're drinking, you're sitting on and those feelings that are coming up. But what action are you taking, right? Um, being mindful of your choices, right? Are you not making those choices because you're suppressing your feelings, thinking that they'll go away on their own <laughs> without your help, right? So this is a day to say enough is enough and do something about it. Put the wine down go and get your notepad and start writing, right? Start making a list, start organizing yourself, do something about it with this tower energy to suddenly shift, right? When you know better, you do better, right? Or no? Like ask yourself, when you know better, do you do better? Or do you just know, now you just know, but you don't do anything about it. You don't need to make a giant leap for mankind just yet as well. Cause I feel like a lot of times when it comes to feeling something and then wanting to make movement towards it with the sun in Virgo, sometimes so many thoughts can come pouring in as to what you need to do that it feels overwhelming. You don't need to do all of those things at once, right? With this Knight of Pentacle energy, start with making a change day by day, right? Take one step at a time. Some of you have habits that you know will keep you stagnant. This is an opportunity to move forward now with this energy and do better so you can be better, right? If, if uh, what's that? This is the song quote, right? If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, then you better wake up and pay attention. That's what came to mind. So some of you haven't transformed yet because you're not creating those daily goals for yourself to move step by step. So take this transit, take listening to Asher T, right? As confirmation to create that plan of action for yourself. You have the new moon energy from Monday still slightly walking with you, but the sun is still in Virgo, right? So you have the energy around you to work with you and help you to snap out of those habits and end some of those toxic habits that you no longer want to take to that better version of yourself that you see yourself becoming the end of this year and the next five years, right? Um, and building your legacy and your empire. So uh, that's what I'm seeing for this transit on Saturday. Definitely get moving with it. Uh, and let's get into Sunday, Nikki, for the last transit of the week. Yes, I feel like we're ending on a really beautiful note with Sunday's energy. We have the moon in Sagittarius is going to be sextile Saturn and Aquarius, which is retrograde right now. And this is like a, a the the well-needed like pep talk that we kind of need. Like it's it's shifting from what we just said about like, okay, getting a plan, getting order, getting structure. And like this is like your little inner coach, life coach saying, girl, these are all the ways in which you you messed up right now. We got it. Let's get right. But in a in a cheerleader supportive kind of way, right? With the moon in Sagittarius, right? 
with Saturn and Aquarius, remember that is retrograde right now. So it's almost like we're seeing the, the flip side about how structure and discipline don't always have to feel so rigid and, and limiting all the time, okay? So the relationship between Sagittarius and Aquarius is about humanity and genius, right? And what I mean by that too is, is being able to experience what all of our, our like kind of earthly pleasures are right really living the hu the full the fullness of the human experience okay so this reminds me of the quote that direction is so much more important than speed because many are going nowhere fast okay sagittarius energy um wants the world's pleasures and luxuries served to them on a silver platter right but oftentimes and you know y'all i know this because jupiter is my chart ruler i'm a sidereal sag sun and moon and even in tropical i'm a sag venus and, and rising it's like sometimes wanting to indulge in all those pleasures at once may cause us to not be able to indulge like to to enjoy them and make them an everyday everyday long-term frequency you know i i think there's nothing wrong with living every day like it's a celebration but understanding that if we're hyper indulging because jupiter can be exaggeration like we're doing the absolute most and we're trying to do the most every single day is like is that really sustainable right or are we kind of draining our wealth our energy our abundance and then really not being able to make it a lifestyle because we're we're not walking like when when something's a lifestyle it's not something that you have to like hyper indulge in it's just the frequency that you're operating at but when you're when you're doing the most you're not actually operating at that frequency you're most often than not more often than not you're overcompensating for something and that's not the same thing as actually living in a frequency so saturn is really asking us to have order and process but in like to put that in place in a fixed air way you know what i mean i really appreciate saturn and aquarius because it's like the less harsh side of of saturn you know if this was capricorn you'd be getting an ass whooping time out hold up you know slow the slow, slow your roll you know what i'm saying put everything down and hold up it's time out you know but saturn and aquarius is about it's it's a dedication because sometimes fixed energy like fixed sounds like oh my god limiting oh my god like everything that sag doesn't want but it's like a dedication to creativity you know what i mean it's a dedication to seeing the other ways of making things possible of still having fun with it right air energy it's like the possibilities are still limitless which is what really helps sag to feel free you know and in their mental explorations of what it is that they want for their life so this is kind of like it makes me feel like it's like a personal assistant you know I, I i was just thinking of like i don't know some type of like reality tv show where you're like all right i want a gold carrot this and i want this and i want uh some exotic animals there too and then we gonna rent this out and then your assistant's like that's that's not in our budget right now like uh we can do this we could do this we could do these cute little finger sandwiches you know what i'm saying but you talking about catering a, a gold carrot meal you know what i'm saying that's you're doing the absolute most right now it's like we can do these things they offer you a more practical realistic solution to what it is that you still want to do it's not telling yourself no but it's putting a process in place so that you can really operate at this bougie luxurious frequency as a lifestyle you know like well you can't take a month-long vacation to bali but you can take a little road trip 
you know what I'm saying? Do a little road trip real quick so you can still feel like you're traveling. Um, but we can't afford that right now. And it's not in a bud and it's not in a scarcity mindset because I think budgets sometimes can feel super restricting and limiting, especially if you have a lot of Jupiter energy in your chart. Like, damn, a budget, damn, I can't spend this. But it's it's being organized with your money and with your time so that you can be able to see how to use both of them effectively to still be able to live the life that you want. So yeah, I think that's a really great way to, to end the week. It's like a your assistant saying, okay, hold on, reel it in. This is this is our budget. This is what we have money for right now. This is what we have energy for right now. So how can we indulge in this like exclusive, luxurious lifestyle that we, you know, deserve for ourselves? And that doesn't always mean materially, because especially with the moon and Sagittarius, it's like, how can we feel emotional freedom, emotional luxury, emotional abundance, putting ourselves in positions where we're not exchanging time for money you know but if you're just like dilly dallying and saying oh, i don't want to work period it's like are you how are you going to get closer to financial freedom if you're not at least putting in the work to get there you know so overall i think a really great way to end the week on like a positive note about limitate like uh structure doesn't have to be limiting structure can just be a creative way to really make sure you experience everything that you want because when sag tries to indulge in everything at once you don't end up holding onto it for very long because you're kind of trying to do everything at once instead of strategically crossing everything off a list and looking back and saying, wow, I did all the things I wanted to do and I was able to actually enjoy them and now operate at this frequency. It didn't just slip through your fingers, you know? So Empress, what is what is Sunday's energy giving you with this moon and Sag and Saturn and Aquarius? Yes, and I love what you said about the Saturnian influence and having order and process in a fixed air way. I love how you said that because that's literally summing up like this transit to end out the week, which I also love how it's kind of just bringing all the energy we experience to this culmination. Um, so for me, for the tarot, Moon in Sag, sextile, Saturn retrograde in Aquarius is the nine of wands, sextiling the world in reverse in the star energy or the king of swords. So this transit is very much giving actions matching your words, right? So are you saying you want to settle down, but you're acting like a rolling stone? Like, especially since Venus entered Scorpio, <laughs> It's like, do you know that those options are toxic, but you're still, you know, cause it feels good. Cause I want to stay in that fantasy and illusion, right? Um, I think we should definitely, especially because with Sagittarius as well, like they can be very free with their, with the sexual energy as well. Like, um, so make sure that your actions are matching what you're actually saying, okay? Do you want to master a skill perhaps? Because the nine of wands representing this moon in Sag very much brings up mastery. So are you looking to master some type of skill or a gift that you have, but you keep spending all of your time or energy in unwise ways and on things that, you know, are not helping you to cross those things off the list, as Nikki mentioned, right? You know that you need to exercise today and meditate, but as soon as you wake up, you spend the first three hours of your day on Instagram and social media, you know? So think about that. This transit can show you 
a literal doorway with this sextile to implementing boundaries with the Setonian influence and having a change of your perspective. Whenever we have retrograde periods um, in the tarot, turning a card in reverse is about changing your perspective. So have a change of perspective and being able to match what you say and what you do because the universe has really big plans for you whether you believe it or not. And when you align your daily routine with those plans, and I love how you said as well, Nikki, when you mentioned when it's your lifestyle, you don't have to overcompensate. When it's something that you already have incorporated in your life, you're not worried about you know oh I have to say this to fit in or oh I have to do this so that I can get on you know you just it is what it is like you are embodying that frequency so when you align those daily routines with your plans you'll begin to see Saturn and the universe reward you especially after Saturn goes direct for the hard work and consistency that you've shown in those rewards could be in ways that you could never imagine right we always think smaller than what god and the universe does so your perception of oh i'm just gonna keep doing taking these actions that aren't really matching up is just putting you further and further away from a life beyond your dreams and your imagination so you know start with aligning that i think the energy of this week as nikki said is really beautiful for helping us come to this climactic like realization to end out and i'm really excited to see how you guys experience next week would really love for you guys to tap in with us uh either on our instagram send us a message let us know how the transits are going and once we launch the journal you guys will all have your own personal place to look back on the transits of the week and perhaps journal how those transits have played out in your own individual lives so super excited to launch that as well um that's all i have to say for sunday's transit uh is there anything else you want to add nikki it made me think about yesterday for example i went to a metaphysical shop a new one that i had never been to before and something that I'm manifesting for myself is like, I want a really big centerpiece for like a crystal. Like I want one of those like massive ones that take up like a corner of your room or, you know, something big. But that meant that yesterday and like what I've been doing for the past few months as I go to crystal shops, is like, I really try to limit my spending because if you realize like, okay, I'm gonna get this crystal here and then this crystal this other day, you add it all up and you could have bought the big massive crystal like two times over with the smaller purchases that you're making. So sometimes with Sagittarius energy, you need to have a reason for why you are limiting yourself in the moment to be able to even experience more expansion, you know? So sometimes it doesn't have to be super limiting. Like I gave myself a budget instead of saying no I can't spend anything da, da, da. no I'm like all right what can I get for $30 like I'm not gonna spend more than that and I'm not gonna feel like I have to spend it it's like if I decide that I see something I like okay $30 is my limit because I'm really working towards this like massive crystal centerpiece that I that I want to work for and manifest for my next um, you know apartment or like living space so um, that's kind of like what we were saying as well that sometimes it helps to have a plan and you can actually have more abundance than like feeling like limiting like okay so you didn't get a crystal this one time but it's because you're working on getting something even bigger right so it's just having a plan and a structure and organization for your spending but that was really all i had to say for sunday's transit 
thank you all for joining us for another episode of Astro Tea. We enjoyed your energy so thoroughly and look forward to seeing you next week Sunday. Be sure to play the song of the week, Coconut Oil by Covey, and go ahead and join the Astro Tea email list. Follow us on Clubhouse and Instagram individually to catch up with us between episodes. We love you and have a terrific week.